0: Welcome to the Darlow Fans Radio end of season review podcast here from the studios of the Darlington Talking Newspaper. For those who don't know yet, the Darlington Talking Newspaper is a free weekly service which can be listened to at darlingtontalkingnewspaper.co.uk or which can be sent out on CD or memory stick to anyone who has difficulty reading due to illness or disability. And if you want to know more about them, please contact them on 01325 465 101. And that's the last time I'll be saying that this season for sure because this season, gentlemen, has come to a conclusion. I'll take a big sigh of relief at that point. (laughs) Three. <laughs> and we're, st- we're joined uh, tonight on the podcast by the exact same squad that sat together about 10 months ago on the same day as the Legends game, if you remember that, at Blackwell Meadows. Uh, so I'm joined uh, left to right round the table by Craig Stoddart from the Northern Echo, by Kev Luff, uh, Media at Darling Football Club, and by fellow commentators Michael Price and Michael Cansfield. Do it together. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Stuart. <laughs> and I am Stuart Armstrong, for those who, uh, who never worked that bit out. So, gents, season's over. I think what we should probably start with is some sort of reflection on the season 2018-2019. And uh, there's lots to talk about when you think about it. Who would like to start us off?
1: Nobody. All <laughs> <good> silence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Go on, mate, you start us off. Um, well... <laughs> It's It's been a difficult season hasn't it in many ways because I think there was back when we did the pre-season podcast in, uh, up there at Blackwell Meadows after the Legends game I think there was a lot of optimism around the club. We'd had a, a good pre-season, we'd made what we thought were some promising signings and unfortunately as the season wore on sort of within probably two or three months a lot of that had dried up, we were we were going on a quite a bad run, we'd had to sell players, budgets were being cut, there was all sorts of like difficulties floating around the club but on occasion we showed what we were capable of. I think too many bad days at the office and ultimately you look at where we finished the season four places worse off, five points worse off. Yes, maybe on a slightly lower budget than the season before it but for what we'd stated our aim was at the beginning of the season I think we just have to look at it and say ultimately disappointing overall.
3: Well, massively disappointing. I wouldn't. It was hugely disappointing, wasn't it? Dalton were never in the top half of the season throughout the didn't threaten the playoffs. There were no near the playoffs. It was to be blunt about it. The season was dreadful. Never mind disappointing. So in a nutshell, yeah, no, I'll go further than that. I was embarrassing. Yeah, them've got the attendance is down the track compared to some of the other clubs in this division. There's people at Darlington Football Club last year should be embarrassed at what they, their, their contribution to this football club. It goes in their CV, and. They, and they should, be, they should be humiliated at what they have contributed you know, they're accountable everyone involved in this club this season anyone who played everyone who con- picked a team coached they should be embarrassed at what they did this year it was appalling so I'll, yeah just, I'll, I'll, so it's not disappointing Mike it was absolutely embarrassing anyway,
0: there you go <laughs> <Mike> <laughs> not sitting on the face, yeah, follow no that speak speak so, so Mike Hansfield haven't done your away game started yes. off pretty well didn't it because you had Spennymoor away 2-2
2: draw then you went to Brackley the next week you must yes. have been thinking at that point it's well, going you, to be great. <laughs> we'll do your question time. I would take the contradictory point of view to Craig. I think we massively over-inflated the players that they brought in. We thought we were going to be... Why did we think we were going to be winning it with a, with a whole load of new players who never met each other? That You set this huge precedent up. They took a long time to bed in. Had, the pre-season didn't quite happen. And then surprise, surprise, there's a, there was a few gambles in the players he signed. It wasn't. It, it, it just never, never got going. It never got. Go- there was a few little. There was a little waves, little waves of bits where they're passing the ball around. But the expectation was just seem to be through the roof. And I, I still think the boost, the budget is good. It's a fantastic idea, but it does put us in a, through a little bit of pay your club bit, where you fans have the decision over who gets hired and fired, which is a dangerous precedent. If you look at what was the club that did it? Um, Ebsfleet. Ebsfleet. Originally. It just. I don't know. It has so, a risks associated. So, so to be specific then, so
0: fair put, both different off different points of view, if you like. But when you say the expectation was too high, what was
2: the expectation that you're referring to? Where, where, where do you think the expectation was that we fell short of? We thought we were going to be guaranteed playoffs, which if you think of... Yeah, you're right with the attendances, but what are we attendance-wise? Are we top five attendances? Uh, eighth, I think. Eighth, right? So we're 15th. Is that a disaster or is that disappointing? And in terms of money, budget... How, what Are we top 10 budget wise? Yeah, it'd be more than that. It'd be higher than that. So, to be in oh, the playoffs is, is above expectation of what we have people coming in it, the door good, and money.
4: You've got to take the context at the start of the season. You know, the start of the season, you've, you've got to be optimistic. Otherwise, what's the point? Oh, completely. You know, we, we, we've come off like a, you know, a good weekend away at Eindhoven. We've had you know some half decent performances in pre season games, I thought. You know, the manager's starting his first full season in charge. You know, He's not taking over and changing the squad You know, however many months into the season. This is his first full season, his first full crack at the web. How can you not be optimistic at the start of the season? I don't, I don't believe at the start of the season that you can have over-inflated expectations. Yeah, added to that, that th- we finished
1: the previous season really well as exactly. well.
2: I think you can have it. It's all right to be... Because that's what the new seven-player format is. It's meant to mean that the. If you sat where we are now, you still had a chance up until.
4: Well, that, well what you've just said there is—you've said that the yeah, top but... seven in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But there's nothing, wrong with, know, do, there's do nothing you know, wrong with we, that.
4: There's nothing wrong with that. We we should be some. We should have been somewhere near the playoffs. We should you? have been going. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. We had, and, you know, I, I agree with Craig. I think the season's been—it's not far off a disaster, to be honest, with you, In my opinion, disaster. Yeah, well, I just find it,
2: it harsh when you, I've been to teams where we it, got relegated out of the league, where we're going bust. That's a disaster. It,
4: it, it might be. It's the wording uh, I wouldn't. A, I, just, I would be, go with. Well,
2: well, Kev
3: said not far off, which it wasn't. It, it wasn't might, it not might, far it, off. It was well, five it, points. Not. It was off. poor. Yeah, it
4: it, it might be a little bit harsh, but we. Tommy Wright said we were never in danger of being relegated. Do you know what? I, I disagree with that because I, yeah. I thought we sailed very close to the wind. Did
1: we ever actually drop into the top-bottom three? I can't remember. You know, there the was that we period when... got as low but, as 19th, I know 18 18th or
3: 19th, was yeah, it, it's not quite... Was you know, it around
4: like the Hereford game or something like that where we, we'd lost? Herringford home yeah. game. Uh, the Herringford away game. And then you, you looked at... There, there was a fixture which we lost and then you started looking at our remaining games and you suddenly started thinking, bloody hell, if we don't win this one, and we end up playing FC United at home, and they win there in the league, we were something like potentially three points away yeah. from dropping into the bottom three.
0: Well, where, wherever you think, whether you think it's disaster or disappointing, depending on what your expectation was at the start of the season, the fact of the league table is that there's a pocket of clubs that are gaggled together within a few points of each other, and at Leamington, Southport, Alfred and Dalek and Hereford and Curzon and i think they're all teams that we would have expected to be finishing yeah, like, above last season yeah, right so it doesn't matter what yeah, the expectation yeah. is that that's that's who we are this season that's our yeah. that's our peer group
2: um, and i'm not sure that's the peer group that we probably wanted to be in right no 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 i'd go with that i'd go with that but i just they seem to be shooting for the stars and it just seems to the the expectation levels seem to have gone a, a little bit it's almost as if we'd got a Georgian, or we were just going for something and it was there was a, it, it was a little bit higher than it needed to be, I think. But granted, we we well underperformed. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I did all those. Away. I've travelled a lot of miles to watch them underperform. But you're just trying to buy into it. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I think I think the thing that gets me is they, they probably weren't anywhere near relegation because once they got into anywhere near, they kicked in. And you suddenly got performances out of them. And it, I think that's probably the biggest thing of the whole season is the mental strength of the team is it's when they had the mojo to do it, they started to win if they well if they had a couple of wins then you could almost guarantee it would drip off again because they just weren't mentally strong enough to do it and it, it took a lot of gambles on a lot of players and i think that just tipped us into a where we were so we were never any time we got anything going it just felt flat yeah, i think there were games where we saw
1: what on our day we were capable of i mean you always you know why we say you know any team can beat any team on its day but there were days this season where you thought well if we were capable of putting in that sort of performance more often we would have been flirting with the right end of the table rather than the wrong end, and I think most people would probably have accepted a season where we ended sort of mid-table, but we were still for as long as possible, sort of flirting with getting into the playoffs or you know finishing around ninth, tenth, eleventh. So ultimately, I think where we finished—I'm going to use the word again because I'm sticking with it—disappointing. But
4: that, that's there it. were
1: there were there were days when yeah. Well, as you say, you mentioned it. In- about flashes
3: and I think Mike said it as well there was flashes in games and and that's why Tommy always thought we were one week away from a good run because next week that flash will turn into a full 90 minutes and we'll turn it around and that good run is only a couple of weeks away and we'll we'll, we'll get a few run, uh, wins back to back and that's why Tommy th- had a lot of faith in his players he always thought they would come good that faith ultimately was misplaced because as we've seen the season's finished 16th in the, in the table but in the middle of the season as it, as it progressed, he always thought that flashes of good football, that good 45 minutes or a good 20 minutes, as it sometimes was, it would, it would, it would, that was a hint of what could be, and it it's it's right, it was a hint of what could be, but ultimately it didn't prove, it didn't come good in the end. Bradford away played really well. Bradford Park Avenue away, they were top of the table at the time, I think, and Down went two and up and played really well. And then they've drawn the game two-two. That's pretty much down in a nutshell. That, that, yeah.
4: that was my biggest frustration for the entire season was the fact that, like you said, we showed flashes for forty-five minutes at a time. You know, we showed how good a team we can be, and then we'd have games where, like you said, Bradford, Bradford, Bradford away was a decent performance, but Hereford for the way, for example, played yeah. well in the first half, played really well. Then we go and toss it away yeah. in the second half, and you just the entire season for me, having done virtually every single game just became an exercise in real, real frustration. They were, they
3: were they were mentally weak. Um I mean it was often said down to a young team, they weren't that actually that young. There was, there was one or two kids in the team. But I think just generally there weren't enough characters, there weren't enough men in the squad. Uh, I'm not saying men, I know I, I get accused of half and back to the good old days here. But I'm talking the likes of Gary Brown who he was twenty five when he joined the club and he was he was a man at that point. down i have got twenty five year olds ish now. Um, I won't name names, but they've got players in the squad now who hide when the goal gets tough, and that's no good. Uh, it's four times a season, down, led by two goals, I think it's four times, and then threw it away. It's four or five. I mean, once is too many. So, yeah, that that's pretty much says it all. I think it's another stat for you. 21 times, down, scored the first goal in a game this season. And of those 21 occasions, they only won the game... I think it's 10 or 11 times it's only half basically so they would score the first goal and didn't really mean a lot they might win they might not <laughs> so is that fitness or is that mental weakness both in I thought of it's mentally, mentally weak and the manager at the side of the pitch his not getting the tactics right not making the right decisions the right substitutions to see the game out
1: the Leamington game at the very end of the season was I think a very good reflection of the season as a whole decent performance played some good football scored a nice goal finishing off a good move but then you know we scored first and we didn't win as Craig said that happened a lot and unpicked too easily at the back for their equaliser and I think that 90 minutes basically summed
2: up the whole season for me but then you could say if you throw in change it around put a 20 goal striker in Andrew Nelson we could be we would be in a top half I don't think anybody would disagree with that with the same team Reesh. or you kept Stice yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah or Simon Ainge had performed if you'd got that yeah. that team because it puts, when you haven't got somebody banging the goals in, suddenly you're looking at the rest of the team and they struggle. And they're not the greatest team, but if you have somebody who's putting the ball in, yeah. I mean, the set pieces, we, did we score a set piece? For that for we, that, that disappeared off the thing. So all mm. the easy goals just disappeared. Yeah. And you're right, the, it's the mental strength of them is just, was questionable. That's yeah. the bit. I think Tommy gave them far too much respect. gave them, he treated them like grown ups, whereas you go to the old school of the one before, It was, Treating them like it was an army school, I just think if you, you treat them like grown ups, let them out of it, but they let him down so time and time again, because they could do it. That was the thing. They're so frustrating.
4: The, the, like you said, there's the short glimpses throughout the season, and that's what hacked me off towards the end of the season. Yeah. Really quite. I mean, I, I remember coming back from a few few away games, like Hereford, for example. Keep mm. going on about that, and I think Geisel as well. You know, I, I came back mm. on that. and coming back on the coach, I must have had a Face like something else on me because I was that <laughs> that annoyed and that hacked off with that with the performance. I was annoyed
1: um, enough listening to those. I can't imagine what it was like watching them. Which coach <laughs> on the team coach?
4: Yeah, on the team coach. Did
1: you give the players some stick did you, you were No, on? I'm. D- <sighs> You're rubbish.
4: No, I'm. D- I'm d- but it d- that that's it. It felt so frustrating coming back from you know games like that. where you just think? I'm just imagining Kevin in front of the
1: coach Going full John sitting on them now (laughs) To to, be
3: honest, after games um, (laughs) not not an observation After games, some people deal with defeats differently, don't they? I do
4: so Oh, I never (laughs) noticed (laughs) 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 Kevin A big surprise (laughs) there (laughs) (laughs) I think because everyone takes defeat
3: or or wins differently, don't they? They're all different approaches And, And... I mean, to be honest, when you've got to work, you've got to have a bit of a different mindset to a degree. You've got to kind of switch on. But, yeah, after any defeat, whether it's 1-0 or 6-0, you'd think they just lost 15-0 with Kev because Kev takes it badly in defeat, very badly.
2: But, I mean, Rob I mean, Rob Purdy was the perfect because he was with me on commentary on the Hereford game and he was just flabbergasted. The two, talk uh, as the classic expression of game of two halves, they were shocking in the first half and then we just completely capitulated like it, it just it just beggars belief how they could do that well, just, that, that comes what's well, the mentality again
3: isn't it that's, yeah that's completely no, and no, it's
2: no, the no. that two training sessions and i know that's that that horrendous mistake he made during the season of saying about the people not turning up for training i think that's a lot of what it is. You, you've got two training sessions a week the geography i know people keep going on about the geography i'm not entirely convinced about the geography if you've got the right people but uh, I have a, yeah, I have, well, I have a different view, but we don't know the answer, do we? No, no, absolutely. I, I think.
0: For me, if you're, if you're driving six hours round trip to get up and down every week, that's six hours you could be stretching, you could be eating right, you could be making yourself a better player that you don't have the chance to do. So I'm not, I certainly wouldn't criticise the individuals. And if you look at people like Luke Trotman, I think he's had an outstanding season. Oh, outstanding yeah. season. Jordan Nicholson as well. Jordan Nicholson, yeah, dear, yeah. You know, many people's player of the year. Camp- Tom, Tom person I really like Tom yeah, to, to an extent as well. Maybe not, he got moved Trotman around out, a lot. But yes, another good season. But I can't think that those three guys wouldn't be better players if they had 12 hours a week extra at the... Beat right, train right, stretch right, yeah. all that sort of thing. That's that's the one for me.
4: I think the the yeah. thing is, Craig Craig touched on it at times. We just seem to have a soft underbelly about us at times, and like you said, when the when the going got tough on occasions, we seem to just you know roll over and have our bellies ticked for tickled for lack of a better expression. I mean, the, the number of games I've, I've seen us play where we actually play quite well, and we go and let the opposition off the hook by not scoring when we we're on top, and then immediately conceding to almost their first attack of the game, you know. Um, like you say, I'm, I, I was, as soon as we were more or less mathematically safe, I think it was FC United at home, was it? we've well, yeah. we, we more or less made ourselves safe. I thought, I can't wait for the season to win now, I'm sick of the side of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think at that point we were 10 clear with 4 to yeah. play, but... I think we were fairly confident that Ashton weren't going to catch ne- us at yeah, that
0: point Never got a run going did they either no. all season They had two They had two occasions where they won two games in a row last oh. year They beat yeah. uh, FC United and Boston and then uh, then they didn't win for the next seven yeah, I think our longest unbeaten run was six wasn't it and four of those were draws Yeah exactly which was that spell from the start of October FC United through to the Hereford game The 2-2 draw which was another one that we yeah. threw away late yeah. when Hereford were bottom of the mm. table at that time and then they had the two wins over Christmas, the the uh, York home win and the Ashton home win. But that's the only, that's the only time up to that point that they won two games in a row.
4: Mm.
3: Uh, wasn't
0: it only th- the only won three in a row once all season? Right and at the end, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, right at
3: the very end when, yeah. when it was kind of a bit I mean, of too late to achieve anything, really.
4: I mean, to an extent, I do feel sorry for Tommy because there were circumstances beyond his control in there. And no manager intends to go out and sign players who doesn't believe they're not going to perform for him you know? so yeah. he's signing those players on faith and I think that, that's the word I'm looking for he's put his faith in a bunch of players and I think I, th- I think a few of them have let him down to be honest with you and I think ultimately he, he's paid the price for that which is a real shame because if there was one person who I wanted to see succeed as download manager don't everyone want to see any download manager succeed because good manager in ground means a successful club but I was desperate for Tommy Wright to do well in the job because he is a smashing fella. And unfortunately, I think he has been let down to an extent.
0: Agree, agree. A nice yeah. segue into talking about that, I think, since you brought it up. Tommy Right? I mean, he, he, as you say, he's a, a, a gentleman, and I can't think of anyone that I would have rather... Hang on a minute, I need to make sure I get that comes out right, otherwise mm-hmm. it's going to sound the opposite. I can't think of anyone I would...
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what? I, so I really so wanted him I, to do well. I can't yeah, get you the wanted him to do so well. I'm sure he must have hit like somebody else. <laughs> but yes... Well exactly that's the bit I find odd is that this is one guy who had the 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 team the the, the crowd behind him and yet the way they've turned on him in the season I just it just seems if that's if that's somebody neutral who comes in this is a guy who had a huge bank of support on his side at the beginning and it's gone to they're all giving him so much grief and you could see cuz but at the beginning of the season he was very very chatty and he was such a breath of fresh air in the whole place but you can see he's starting to get more tense as things were starting to come along, and it was just—I st- don't know—it just. I've, when you think of it in terms of a—I don't know—if you'd have said it's a three-year project to get us out of this league, and yes, we might not. I just think it—he it got these players in, and, and then they had the Hindemarch and tripping, everybody's going, "Yeah, we're going to do it, we're going to do it." But the reality was, we lost some of the players. It wasn't his own choice. Some of the players wanted to go. Some players had to go. Then we just brought in a whole load of players who were a reasonable amount of a gamble. Which is fair to say, and it just it put a lot of pressure on him. And then it, it just, I don't know, it just seemed very quick, quick to turn on. When you think of play, managers historically, would Dave Hodgson have survived this season if, with what had happened to him? If throw, uh, he'd have resigned. Or would he resign? Yeah, he'd have walked before the end of the season, <laughs> absolutely. Or if he'd thrown in um, I'm trying <laughs> Brian Little, would he survive survived this one if he'd have had a struggle to start with? I don't know. He I got know. relegated in his first season. He got relegated in his first season. It just like I don't know. It just seems very quick. But it's part of the modern culture of the media. I mean, it's very good. He's not on Twitter to be honest because he doesn't see half of it. But you he do. Says he yeah. He, he said he doesn't. See, well, see. and that's probably not a bad tactic. If Even if he does yet and say that he doesn't. But that whole world of being a manager today, and then this whipping up a storm of oh, we didn't win. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm not sure on that one. I think. Well, I think we all
0: agree on. Let's separate the two things. Let's separate Tommy Wright as a as a as a man, as yeah. a person. And I think we. I think that's deserving of comment. And I think we've probably yeah. got a variety of opinions in the fan base, and maybe even around this table about whether it was the right decision to let him go or not. Um, so where do you go with that one, Kev?
4: I think in many respects, Tommy Wright was a perfect fit for this football club. Um, you know, he set up the academy, he got that running, and I think he bought into uh, the actual model that we ran the fan sort of funded model and like to say in many respects he was the actual perfect fit for the football club at the time and I think there are mitigating circumstances which worked against him I think ultimately you know some of his I hate to use the term marquee signings during the summer didn't quite work out you've got to say understatement um, <laughs> yeah possibly maybe a bit of an understatement Um and I have th- he more or less said himself, didn't he, um, when he left, you know, when, when the sort of fans started to, uh, you know, it for a change, then the club wasn't really left with much of a choice, was it, because we are a fan-funded club, and there was definitely an appetite within the fan base for change, so the club were between a rock and a hard place to that extent. Mike?
1: Um, I think I've got to agree with a lot of what Kev said there, um... Nothing disappears in football quicker than optimism, certainly. And uh, I think football's a much more impatient game than it was in sort of the Brian Little days or even the David Hodgson days. And um, managers ultimately are judged on what the league table looks like at the end of the season or if they're going to go in the middle of the season. They're just what it looks like at the time. But I think Tommy did a lot right. You know, as Kev said, he set up the academy, he got. Good transfer fees for a lot of our players. He signed some. He did sign some great players. You know, he signed Steich uh, who ultimately was then sold, kind of from under Tommy. Really, you could argue because of the drop in attendances that the the squad was, uh, the performances the squad were pro- providing, um, and some of his signings haven't worked out. You know, you've got a you signed a, a, a 30, 30 goals season striker who then has to play at centre back because it's not working out up front for him. You sign a. A big sort of midfielder who then has to play at centre back, it's not working out for him either. Yeah, um, and just a couple of and, and some of his other signings that just didn't work out. You've got you know your Trotmans, your Nicholsons that, that worked out brilliantly, but too many of his signings maybe weren't performing, weren't performing often enough. And uh, and uh, you know, at one point the score was so thin, of course, we were putting academy lads on the bench, so um, he it was difficult circumstances for him to be working in, and um that he couldn't deliver on the preseason season optimism was a shame and ultimately that is what did for him I think um, had we sort of maybe said at the beginning of the season we're going to aim for mid-table if we fall short then so be it, we'll try again next season that might have bought him a bit more time or that might have bought him a bit more goodwill but I think when we did the preseason season show the lowest prediction I got from anyone when I went round the crowd during the Legends game was 8th and we were still eight places worse off than that so Ultimately, that's what it was. I think, brilliant guy, great to talk to and everything. All the time in the world for him, but as a manager, and if you look at the league table, the right decision was made. Yeah, well, ultimately, in
3: a nutshell, fans weren't going to uh, back the books, the budget apparently, and also weren't going to buy season tickets. So, no matter how good he did during the season, no matter where down finished in the table, ultimately it comes down to finances um and if fans aren't back in the club financially uh, as Tommy admitted himself um had to be it had to be a change, so it's quite sad it came to that, but it had to be that had to be that way sadly I mean so we can discuss we as much as we want all night about how good or bad a job he did as a manager ultimately the fans made made the decision and yeah. um I think tommy pretty moms reluctantly agrees with it really, so who are we to kind of discuss? Whether it was the right decision or not, I think Tommy pretty much says it had to be done because it's what a f- lot of the fans wanted. I mean, I say a lot of the fans, I don't think any of us actually know for certain what, is it 50%? Is it 60%? The, it's guesswork, isn't it? We don't look, really know how many.
4: But the thing um, is, it doesn't have to be the majority. A good, a good chunk of them, yeah, it's a good yeah, chunk of them. It has them. to yeah. be the, the minority perhaps who put their hands in their pockets for the booster budget. Yeah. If they don't buy into what's happening at the club, then it doesn't matter that there's only 400 people. That ultimately it's 400 important people who perhaps stick their hand in their pocket more than the other 600, 700 people who, I'm, I'm using the phrase flippantly and I don't intend to, just turn up to the game. You know what I mean? If, if it's the 400 minority, but they're the ones who are putting a lot more money in the coffers, yeah, yeah. then footballs
0: you do actually have to side with the minority don't you you do you do. I'll miss him around he's a great um, pleasure yeah, to work um, with I went and said goodbye to him on that last side I think by the way I think the club did that really well I know Tommy had yeah. a hand in the timing of that but it felt Agreed. For, for my conscience <laughs> And better than anybody else it was good that he got the chance to walk out with his head held high which I think he did and yeah. I think the re- reaction and response he got was really good as well Um you know, I think I think he's a, a, a good, really good guy. Um, one of the things, of course, that we haven't talked about yet, that was another contributory factor to that depressing autumn we had, was the one thing everybody said at the start of the season is we need to have a cup run in some competition, didn't yes. we? Everybody said that. I don't you know. Can't what we, talk about a I cup run even, if you haven't had one. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody said it, and yet again this season we did not win a cup tie of any of any significance. Well, even. Could Do we need to have again? the argument
2: about the Durham Challenge Cup again? Yeah. <laughs> and not just that, we also had a cup. We we were told the budget was based on us not having a cup run, and yet as soon as we get knocked out of the cup, we lose our striker. I don't, quite, I still don't understand the logic uh, of the maths of that.
4: Don't think, in fairness, the club intent did their finances on a cup run. I think what happened was the, the attendants were at a certain point in the lead up to that cup game, they weren't obviously matching what they expected, and then you've still got the opportunity to have a cup run and maybe replenish what wasn't there. As soon as that cup run. You know the opportunity of a cup run disappeared and the cash with it then they obviously had to act. So I don't think it was the club okay. sort of doing the finances based on a cup run. They just saw potentially an opportunity to you know fit make the money elsewhere.
0: David Johnson said, didn't he, in one of the forums, I think, that they made a couple of miscalculations with the forecast. It wasn't the Cup. They overestimated the level of interest in the pre-season friendlies. I think they also were expecting more people. They were unlucky, actually, on that Legends game because the weather was horrific on that day.
3: It was a great best British summer for years and the one day the one day yeah, we yeah. Had to yeah that's right yeah. so the signs were
0: there from the off to be fair the, the clouds were gathering from, from yeah. the beginning yeah. that, that, that really was the and it was, <laughs> it was awful wasn't it it was windy and cold yeah. and horrible and I think they maybe overestimated was it Motherwell we played or someone like that yeah. pre-season yeah. and I, I mean to be honest I'm not a big one for pre-season friendlies at the best of times but I think there was a couple of them Borough under 23's was it or something yeah, I, think well. I think David Johnson had said he was expecting we'd get a few more yeah. in for that and, and that was a misjudgment I think so then Started off, lost a load of games First game of the season, everyone's excited They got rolled over a canter by Curzon Ashton I think that didn't help things for a start Um, Didn't go on a great run Got knocked out of the cup I think that's probably why the board maybe felt that they had to do that I have no problem with that Plus... You know, we we know from past experience that Rhys Dash listens to these podcasts, yes. right? And I mean, the Rhys <laughs> Stash for the first six months of his time was fantastic. The Rhys for the last six weeks of his time stood in, on the halfway line as far as I could see, and every well, did time he, he, did he, to me, uh, he? apparently he, he, every time he got the ball on the halfway, line, he had a shot and put it over the tin shed.
3: I like Rhys Dash; he's great. Me too. But for that,
0: <laughs> for that five or six weeks, I was ready to strangle him, to be honest.
3: No, I, I wasn't. At the was it the Bradford game? Which, there's one game apparently which wasn't that, but apparently he missed. One nil down, Bradford at home. It might be the most been clean through, didn't he? And he missed apparently he missed a chance and then spent the last 10-15 minutes shooting from out anywhere apparently. Yeah, on a one man mission to make up for missing the previous chance and something. Which well, he is got clean through, didn't he? He yeah. tried
0: to do a little, little chip. Yeah. Yeah. The self, the self I think he tried to lob the keeper
3: thing. and just dinked it into his hands yeah. instead. So I, I getting rid of getting rid of Richthofen wasn't ideal. Clearly, Tommy wouldn't have chosen for that no, to happen. No. But no. as you say. It's not as though we'd won the first twelve games with him in the team. I think we'd won three in twelve. I think the first twelve games of the season when he was at the club. So things weren't going particularly well then. So we can hardly say that is the reason that finished sixteenth because three was So um, didn't help. But it didn't help. But at the same time, there was other factors. You know, too many Tommy Wright signings didn't pull the weight. Yeah.
0: Go, on, go through the list. Go through the go list.
3: Obviously, it's obvious black and white, isn't it? Liam Hughes, was he good or bad? Well, he's not a good sign, of, was he really? All things considered. Liam Hughes, no. Johnny Byrne, no. Johnny Madison, no. And Alex Henshaw, a complete waste of space. Um, Tom Elliott, <laughs> Elliot, question mark beside him. Really? You don't yeah. rate Tommy
2: Il- Tom Elliott when he's playing
3: centre que- midfield? Be- i said there's a question mark beside him. Oh, right. Hey, listen to Mike.
2: Yeah, you're still going to have to explain why it's on a tick. I think he's being played at out full. Out, if he's playing where he's supposed to play, I think he's been. St- he, he needs somebody alongside him, I grant you. But he just steady, steady away. He fills the gap. Steady away. He's, he, bit, steady yeah. away. The engine on him. The running up yeah. and down on the away games was phenomenal. He did okay. <laughs> oh he's,
3: like, he's, a, he's a seven out of ten. He's a seven that way. He'll never yeah. win your player of the year, he'll never win man the match. Maybe may be in a team game, maybe you need a few of
0: them. So you know the world goals.
3: So I'll give him benefit of the doubt. Yeah, he did to be fair. I'll give him benefit of the doubt. <laughs> just for the, but, for the
0: as they would say on line of duty, for the benefit of the tape, I think he's I think Tom Elliott's got some support in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so just for the benefit of the tape. Carry okay. on Craig.
3: So Tom Elliott, yeah, and the only this is the last summer signings I'm talking about here. Simon Ainge, I'll give him a tick uh, as a centre back as a, as a centre back fills the hole there not as a striker clearly if you're going to put him up front you might as well have my dad up front <laughs> uh, or, or my dog my dog's got like arthritis um, do, 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 she would, she do, 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 she would do, do she have what? a good I'll ball up have... front she'll chase the ball all day chase the ball all day my dog she's fat and I, old I, heavy but, but still, I still
4: give her a game I still think that's a bit harsh criticism. what? I
2: mean. yeah but you never signed him you never signed his pay if that says my the team daughter, not right, my love daughter,
3: it's keen as mustard she would chase that ball all day yes. and she's as much goal threat as Simon Inge the, Aren't you a cheaper? The,
4: the, 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 thing, the it. thing is, when we signed Sam Leeds, there was, there was a video floating around, wasn't it on YouTube, which showed his goals for Harrogate?
3: From two years ago. CGI. It Had, or three done, had, had to be CGI. All
4: right, we, but we, we know your opinion on this, but to me, Sam Leeds is a box box attacker. You know, he's an old style. Put the ball into the mixer, yeah. and you'll you know attack the ball. Most of his yeah. goals for Harrogate it it's to be headers. How many times this season did we get the byline and put a cross in? Exactly, it's not
1: we exactly. it? It's not yeah. exactly. We weren't we weren't playing to his strengths necessarily. I, I, th- I think
4: that was maybe one of the problems we had earlier on in the season. We had two players who I think required different methods of feeding the ball, and I think we got caught a little bit between two stools. We didn't quite know how to feed both of them, And in the end, we maybe didn't feed. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think we
2: fell between the sides with the two. Stra- yeah. And this is where Steich's form went out of the window a little bit. He's trying to make Ainge work, and it just. To be fair, we sat in either in this room or somewhere else on a
0: podcast, and everyone looked at the signings, and I think everybody liked the look of yeah, and Ainge yeah. But I think everyone sat around the table and couldn't figure out how we were going to play them both. Yeah, I yeah. remember and that and, conversation. And, and I
3: don't think Tommy did either. Um, right from the off in pre-season, I think the I think Tommy realised there might be an issue there. Tommy in. Uh, Ainge and Stites together weren't working from the from the first minute in, in pre-season friendlies and it was never resolved. And, but having said that, Ainge did get, th- I think he scored three in his first five games. So he started reasonably well. Um, but then he, Stites left and then Ainge got an injury and he never really recovered.
0: Yeah. I think that's the one thing yeah. I'd say with Ainge. He, he, he never looked fully fit for me I don't mean to yeah. be disrespectful he always looked like he was struggling not not cardiovascular fit but he always looked like he was struggling to move around a bit and you, the only thing you think is if he goes away as a rest as a full pre-season and stays injury free he might come back a different player You know, that's but, the whole but, but 12 months ago he
3: could have said the same thing about him because he had a, a, a long term injury didn't he you yeah could've... previously and I bet he was thinking if I knuckle down the summer I'll go back I'll start it down in July after a good pre-season behind me and I'll go again and there we are 12 months on. it so, you know, he's got another year in his contract, so hopefully this year coming, we'll see a different player. I mean, I don't know if he if he thinks he's a striker still, or if he's going to carry on as a defender. I don't know at the moment, but uh, we'll I,
4: see. I, I just think the goals I saw him score, it seemed to be the ball getting wide yeah. and being crossed in. And like you say, I said, I reckon I can count on one hand the amount of times we've actually got a cross in from the byline. I think two of those occasions would maybe get the lead away. Um, I think both goals that afternoon came from crosses, um, but like somebody else had around this table, it, it just doesn't seem to be our game, you know, I mean, Jordan Nicholson seems to, to get wide, but he likes to see the uh, cut inside a mm-hmm. little bit, and, and in fairness, that's been very successful for him, he's scored, what's was it, 11 goals yeah. this season from doing that, so you can't really argue against that, but um, yeah, we just don't seem to be a team who, you know, gets into that final third, charges to the byline, and... Sticks a crossover.
2: On Matt, Tommy's sorry. legacy,
0: on Tommy's legacy, the one thing he'd say, mind, the one thing he has done well is he's moved players on for a, for a fee and mm, yeah. he's I made mean, money. Yeah, Ma- Martin Gray never had any interest in, in yeah. moving anybody on. Never mind, brought in the players with the potential that you could do that. So all kudos to it, I think, for that, and we've needed that as well.
4: Do, do you know what sometimes when you see a manager sort of fall by the wayside and fail at a, uh, at a club, it's it can be quite easy to feel a bit bitter and a bit resentful about. It's almost, you know, like two lovers have had their tiff and gone their separate ways. I feel no resentment towards Tommy Wright. It's just, just hasn't worked out. Hasn't it? It's just not meant to be and both parties are happy to shake each other's hands and go their separate ways.
0: He'll be a success, I think. And there's some there's some, part, there's some parts of the job I think he's really good at. Yeah. I think he's obviously able to build relationships with young players. He's obviously able to get some trust from people. He's a, he's able to do work with youth players through the work he did at the academy at Nuneaton and then more recently at Darlington. I think there'll be a place in the game for him. Whether that ends up being as a as a first team manager or not, who, who knows? I mean, who knows? He's, he's
4: taken a player like Harvey Saunders, who had the greatest respect to Harvey when Tommy first arrived. You you didn't see a football league player in him, you know. You saw a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of endeavour, but not a great deal of polish. And yet, he's he's bagged himself a move to to Fleetwood, hasn't he? Um, simply by the fact that Tommy's been working hard with him and it actually improved him and made him a better player. So you know that that's down to Tommy that is. And
3: yeah, it is massively down with Tommy as well. Have you as you well? Have you have you. You <laughs> but hugely, do not with Tommy as well? Yeah, he, Tommy does deserve a lot of credit for that. and he, he moved on players a year ago, players like Phil Turnbull and Josh Gillies. I mean, he got a fee for Phil Turnbull at the age of 31, 32. Um, I mean, there's an argument that Phil Turnbull should have stayed. But ultimately, Tommy A made the decision for him to go and B got a fee for him. So he, he, it's not, not bad going really for someone at that age in non-league football. Um, the flip side to that, that is you've stayed,
0: but that's, that's another, another argument, really. Yeah. And good money for Josh Heaton as well, of course. And I know <laughs> Martin originally identified Heaton and he went off and broke his yeah, collarbone, yeah. but he came back under Tommy, didn't he, really? And that was again flourished in that good spell that we had at the end of last season and got what has to be said was a decent fee for him, although it's, a, it's undisclosed and everything. But yeah. from from the St Mirren end, it looks like it was a good fee at least.
4: But, but if it weren't for Tommy and it weren't for those transfer fees, we'd definitely have been. You know, and a really bad financial player. So, you know, from that point of view, he's he's done well. Only
0: two teams did the double over Darlington this year. you know who they were? Two teams did that double. I know Dalton we did two doubles. I know that. Yeah, we had the double. double. Oh, I was surprised because the season a, was a struggle. He's a better stat for you. you yeah? <laughs> who, are the only, who are the only two teams that did the double over Darlington this year? Support. Chester That yeah, no, wasn't that hard then, was it? <laughs> no, yeah, it? Between you two, yeah, Stockport and Chester I was quite surprised though Because oh, when you look at the league
2: table I thought there would be more teams FC
1: United there. and Boston, we did the double over, wasn't it? Right, I man. think so, I'll tell yeah. you what you What's know, the right drone How
2: many did we actually draw this season? 14 uh,
1: Fourteen. One more than the season before okay. Points Will per we...
0: game? What were the points per game? Uh,
1: 50 and 42, I don't know yeah, Do we yeah. have the most like draws one point, in the league? 1.19 point
0: one points per game It's not that good, is it?
2: Yep. Have you well, got you the league the table? table there. we have got everything. We, Do we draw more than anybody else?
0: Uh, did we draw more than anyone else? Uh, I can't find the league table. <laughs> <laughs> we drew a lot anyway. We, we drew. drew a lot of games. That's one.
1: More. one third of our games, isn't it? That we drew. Some highlights. Let's pick a, at
0: least there's some bright spots. Mm. They weren't very common, but think of games. What games are going to? Are there going to be any games that you remember uh, beyond this season? Well, I
4: think the Telford home jam while well, we we did them three I mean they were a pretty tidy side, um, if I recall correctly. Unbeaten um, when they yeah. came to us. They? Yeah, they were yeah. unbeaten, weren't they? Yeah. And we absolutely turned them over that afternoon as well. Um,
0: remember Harvey got one that day, didn't you? Yeah,
4: yeah. Um, Kidderminster at home. I think we absolutely trounced them 3-0, didn't we? We played yeah. really well that afternoon. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going back to what we said earlier on. We, we actually we are a capable team on our day. We just didn't
2: draw it quite often enough. Spenny away was quite an entertaining game, even though it was only two all draw. Then went straight afterwards, Brackley when we beat them four two, there was definitely. And then that was that there was Blythe? That was that little run where we drew, but won, and then we got hammered by. a yeah, kid those missed, were and the and those that.
1: were the games where we were sort of competing really well, but certainly with the Blythe and Spennymore games, we probably didn't get what we might have deserved yeah. from them. And yeah, yeah. again, that's kind of a microcosm of our season, isn't it? Sometimes we put the effort in and not get anything, and
2: put away—that's one you did with me, wasn't it, uh, Stu? That was absolutely nothing to write home about. <laughs> well, I remember Johnny Madison saving a penalty in that game. But the thing I remember—the oh, yeah? thing I remember about that
0: was, um, you know, Johnny Byrne—he well, just gave up on the day. I never seen. It. We kept a clean sheet as well. That's the irony. I think so Madison—that was probably bad. Madison's best performance. have a shocker, shock wasn't, it, wasn't The last fifteen one? minutes, he's walking around as if he'd rather be anywhere else. What and was he? Really, what really was injured or what, what was he? No, I think he was just having a bad day. Yeah. Was, that,
4: was that Liam Hughes' first game at centre? Yeah, it, half? Was, it was. I, I seem to remember he had an absolute storm of the game, that game,
0: And he knocked three 60 yard passes on the sixpence in about five minutes in the first half. And it was like, whoa, yeah. where'd this come from? He
3: has genuine abilities, isn't he? He was with the ball at his yeah. feet. Can't run, but he can kick a ball. Uh, which is, you know, I just wish he, uh, if he was in fitter condition, he might have been an asset. But obviously.
2: Has he played for box. Gainsbury yet, do you know? I think so. He has estimated. A... I think he did, yeah we've got to mention Darlow at York home to York absolutely we righted the wrong of Boxing Day but passed
0: or whatever it was and uh, and I think that reminds you of Andy Nelson as well that little uh, yeah. I, I saw hardly any of him because I was away over Christmas but the uh, the goals that he scored turned us <laughs> into one of these teams that huffed and Puff but didn't win anything all of a sudden into a team that won a few games yeah. that ended up being really important yeah that was
1: the first evidence for me I think that for all we've spoken about Tommy just, just now that he can pick out a signing a loan signing as well because he's signed a lot of good players Mm. In the last few months of the season, kind of when his hand was forced almost, because of you know, obviously, I think the season probably hit rock bottom against Nuneaton at home, and we went into the loan market, and he did some pretty good business there.
4: So when, when, when we signed Nelson, I thought he quickly improved. Um, Saunders, Saunders alongside yeah. him. I thought he looked a, a more confident player when he was playing alongside Nelson. Um,
2: that Charlie away game. That, was that his first? Was that his second it was game? Charlie away. He was amazing. The
4: touch. Yeah, Charlie away. He, there was two goals he scored at Charlie, A and he, he he made an absolute joke out with our keeper uh, with two brilliant finishes.
3: Keeper or keepers
4: oh really right, yes. he scored against
3: both goalkeepers back in right, yes, oh it. right a bit tribute for you there you can go home tell your wives that
2: oh, there you was was the punctuation thing you were trying to put right yes but he yeah. was subli- uh, yeah and you're right and Saunders came on a bundle when yeah. he was and it just shows you you have a striker and then suddenly the other bits that aren't mis- are misfiring can mm. suddenly start to click if you've not got that up there it put, makes it so much more difficult for everybody else so, moving on then, um, thinking I about candidates... Oh, sorry, we're not moving on yet.
0: Blake, <laughs> I'm not sorry, moving right?
3: on till we adjust the fact Andrew Nelson scored one of the goals of the season, yet his contender isn't in the goal of the season competition.
0: Kevin, not, Lough, not go- Kevin Lough, go- Lough not explain yourself. Award, is neither he? is Ben Jackson, the left-back. I, I do notice on this topic, there's usually a committee that's not, that decides the shortlist. I don't, I don't remember being invited to it this year, which Me maybe too. is Me linked too. to the, you know, it, the controversy. the
4: pointless, pointless having a committee, pointless having an award. Well, we all know who's going to win the goal of the season anyway. It's going to be Andrew Tomo? Nelson against Ashton. <laughs> <No, it's Tomo. laughs> well, sorry, by the time can
1: we can we post him like an honourable mention up to Dundee or something? Like? Yeah. By the time
0: most people listen to this, it'll be out anyway. But for the good of the order, then who who do you think will win goal of the season? Tommo.
3: Yeah, Tom is is got the best goal. But if you, Ashton should have been sorry, Nelson should have been in for the goal. Of the Ashton should have been in. The, uh, uh, Elliot
2: got a couple of good ones as well. So Mike, who's, who's your vote, Mike?
1: I've gone for Thompson personally and I would have I think there's there's a couple of other goals in there I think Nicholson's against is it Altrium for Blash, you? And, and, uh, uh, yeah
0: he's both yeah he's, well he's one yeah and, and I
1: think is it Tom Elliott against Hereford I would have no complaint seeing either of those win it but <laughs> I've, I've got to agree with Craig I do think I do think Nelson versus Ashton should have been on the shortlist, yeah. even if he's not here to pick it up. Yeah, Mike he can, Cansfield. You can video link. It's 2019.
2: Mm-hmm. Mike Cansfield, Tom Elliott, secretary of the uh, the, the Tom Elliott fan clubs it's, in I, the air. I just uh, I just love the engine on him. he Just can run and run and run. But he, he can't go far from Thompson's goal because there's there's nobody else in the league who can do that. That is a special talent. As much as he may frustrate, yeah. Although I although we're, we can talk about him in another bit, but he can he can frustrate the life out of me. But this season, I think he stood up to be a proper full-rounded team player, Stephen Thompson, as well as scoring goals and scoring an absolute world-class goal, which he did, which is going to win, almost, certainly. Yeah, it'd be a big surprise if it doesn't, but
0: you never know. But you said that we'll talk about Stephen Thompson in a minute, and I think you said that because you think we're going to do Player of the Season next, right? <laughs> so, is that so, on, Am I on. predicting? Is that, is that you? Is that, would that be
2: your vote for Player of the Season? Well, surprisingly enough, <laughs> we're about to stay on theme. I think well if he's not the player of the year he's got to be young player of the year is Tom Elliott he got, he got, oh, got Tom Elliott I think somebody he Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Thompson. Well, he's rolled years he I mean he's played he's actually played number nine role which is and he's played it as a proper number nine Thompson so I, I rate him he, he's no doubt he's come. He's grown as, a, as an all round player this season I think but Elliott although he's been made to play around in different positions I, I like him a lot I think he's got He's got a huge engine on him. He's scored a couple of worldies. He's he's just he's he's not a leader of men. He's not Brian Robson, but he might be Neil Webb who can link up and play the ball around and actually make you a better team. <laughs> he's smiling. One for the smiling. kids, isn't it? One for the kids, <laughs> <the laughs> <the laughs> <the laughs> People, I've been watching too BT Sport. Off to right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll,
0: we'll put some links on the web page for anyone. Just under for,
2: Yeah, just to explain <laughs> the background. Or, a, or a, <laughs> a Gary Gill wouldn't be good on his own. He would need to. He needs somebody alongside him. And I, I I rate him quite highly, yeah. So I would go for Elliot. So Tom Elliot's your Player of the Season nomination, yeah. finally. young answer.
1: player, and uh, we've played. let like, you yeah,
0: go. Okay, fair enough. Michael Price.
1: <laughs> I um again, I'd have no complaints about Tomo winning it, but personally, I'm going with Terry Galbraith. Okay. Um, yeah. Good. I think he's been very dependable. You know, the squad's chopped and changed around him. He's had a lot of different partners up there at centre back. He's you know Ainge, Byrne, Hughes, and. Solid performances all season long. I can't really think of him having too many bad days at the office, even when the rest of the team have been. Obviously, he's had the captain's armband a lot this season as well. Been with us for a long time. Never lets us down. And for me, I think it's about time that that was marked in some official fashion. So, yeah. Vote Galbraith. Very good, Michael. Kev.
4: Um, I'm still yet to vote actually. I, I can't make a mind. I think there's maybe four contenders. I'm, I'm thinking of Terry Dalbraith will definitely be on the list. I think Tom O will be one. Uh, I think Luke Trotman might be in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe John Nicholson has an outside chance of being, you know, maybe making me not. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm, I am leaning towards Terry Dalbraith for all the reasons michael said so yeah i've actually
1: written honorable mentions for Nicholson, and thompson and trotman yeah. as well on my on my notes so. very
0: good very good so uh, so galbraith you
4: think it, it, it would be nice actually if galbraith did one play of the season so i don't think he's won it yet has he in all the years he's been no, he here. and it, it is actually quite nice to see a long-serving player like like a terry galbraith pick up an award. you know as much as i wouldn't have a, a problem with Tom getting it I think he's won it, what, two or three times? Three. Oh, I has he won yeah, it three times? Three, so yeah. It would be nice for somebody else to have a, a bit of a line, I'm sure Tom will, you
3: I mean, know. This, this really should be Terry's year. I mean, as you say, Tom has won it three times. This is a season where there isn't an outstanding candidate, if we're honest. No one stands out as being the best player. We're discussing it all here, and yeah, there's merit behind the three or four different candidates, Trotman, Nicholson, Thompson. Uh, I would give it a... I'm happy if if any of them got it, I wouldn't be on the streets. Like, you know. <laughs> I it's not going to be a spring uprising. Yeah, You'll be protesting. There will be no rights, But yeah, I'd give it to Tez and uh, actually, give it give it to him and he can have a, the trophy for a year because uh, he's not had it before. And uh, you know,
2: sort of charity. You know, I mean, the one thing I would say with Terry, a fantastic player as he is, but his free kicks have not been spectacular this year. It's have set pieces which he's been a large part of, but as a defender. I think he's been solid as a rock, absolutely brilliant. Hasn't got like a lot to aim for, But the know? set pieces, being no, like, mean, It's like Hobbiton no. sometimes when we've gone up for set pieces. He's still got, some, <laughs> we've still got I Hank, think although he's been out a bit, but...
1: I think that's something I've seen pointed out on social media is that he's one of the, the tall guys you would want on the end of the set yes, pieces absolutely. and he's out there taking them. And the only other sort of aerial threat that we might have is Ainge and we've spoken plenty about him already, really. But those are the kind of balls he should be feeding off and he still ended the season with four, so...
0: Well, I I have voted on on the official website link, and I voted for Luke Trotman actually. So I I I debated about it. I had a few Uh, for me, Galbraith, Thompson, and Trotman were my three, my top three, and I struggled to pick. Like you said, Craig, there wasn't anyone this year. You know, normally by the time you get to March, I've already decided who I'm going to vote for. But I had to wrestle with the different performances, and I went on in terms of the the reason I did it is I've really enjoyed watching them this year because at times when we've been struggling. You know, he puts his head down. He bombs on. He has a go. He doesn't. Sometimes that means he gets caught up field a little bit. But you know what? It's non-league football. I'd rather see someone go and have a crack at it and try and entertain us. than than be too cautious he he, he he
4: certainly doesn't hide does he doesn't hide every
0: week does his best stepped in a couple of times at centre back or the the right hand the right hand defender in the back three and done actually a better job than I expected he's he's had some some real promise there and we did Saturday didn't we and for a while I think they went three at the back and he was playing centre back and you still found him up at the other byline trying (laughs) to put crosses in and even
1: when it was back at Arend he was getting his head on things he was getting in the way you know he, he, just um, com- he just combined well with Thompson, doesn't
0: he? Don yeah, like right uh,
2: exactly. That's so what I was just going to say. If you're going to have a, the best uh, sports personality, we have two of them. Thompson and Trotman together have been magic down that right-hand side. Linked up beautifully. So many links and pla- passes without even knowing the other one. The, we're not even looking. The two of them together have been absolute gold. Down, He's right. played
1: well enough to get himself an England sea call-up as well, which... Can't go unmentioned.
2: Yeah, I'd, I hope he's here next year.
0: I know he signed an option for next yeah, year, but whether that I'd, transpires yeah. into him being here next year or not it's a different thing, isn't it?
4: I, I, I do wonder if there's a, you know, in the future, whether he's more uh, a right sided winger, there's a, you know, maybe unburdening some of the defensive duty, whether we'd get a bit more from him. I, I don't know. But obviously, that means you'd lose that sort of combination with uh, Tomo and Trump Yeah. Uh, so there's that to consider as well. But I do wonder if maybe longer term he's future he might be unburdened with defensive duties and sent more just to focus on his att- you know, attacking down the right hand side.
1: Very
0: true, very true. Um, so that, that in a, in a a with a bow on it a little bit, is the sort of season review from last season, but the main event in this podcast, which we'll try, I think we should get to now, is the predictions that each of us made sitting in the boardroom at Blackwell Meadows. Till whatever time of night it was. Till whatever time of night it was, <laughs> all for the good listeners of Darlow Fans Radio. And we've five got five people out of the ground that day, weren't we? We've got five envelopes here, which I think we should just distribute one to each of us, actually, and then we can read what somebody else at random's put in for oh, our yes. predictions. And this is so long ago now, I don't think any of us can actually remember what we predicted, no. to I, be honest. I, I, know, I know
4: whatever I wrote is wrong. I, I <laughs> that. That's the spirit, Kev. That's the spirit.
1: It's going to be good. There
0: you go. So oh. let's go. Let's go. First of all, whose envelope? Whose envelope you got, Mike? Price? I have got Mr. Stoddart. Oh. <laughs> so, are you
3: going to start with me. This right, is the, where one, the one thing I will say before you open your mouth.
4: Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, here was we go. He's defending it
3: before we've yeah. even started. I mean, uh, I can't actually remember what the questions were, but my, I remember my the league prediction, the final position of, in, in the table uh, at the time. I thought I was being. Um, at the time, I thought I was, I was being a bit optimistic at the time, and that has been proven to be the case. But anyway, Sandba- that's the on. best sandbagging I've ever heard for <laughs> a long time.
0: Michael, so, give me, give us what, what was Craig's suggestion? Mm.
1: Top scorer with 15 goals. He even went for a number of goals. Rhys Steich.
0: Well, that might
3: that,
1: that could have transpired. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll let you off with that one if we would kept him all season. Yeah, I think that could have happened. Player of the season, Johnny Madison. Oh dear me me, That's wrong mate. Come on tell us Come on that's wrong right, You're lying Had you seen him play At that point <laughs> uh, League champions Chester Can't remember where They yeah, finished the actually they right? just they the ninth? playoffs yeah, yeah, just like like And like Darlington so. Were
2: going to finish 10th Ah uh, so there you he go He might be the closest 10th cool. A disaster. Right. So we finished six positions lower than right. what you predicted. Interesting. Uh,
0: Not that far yeah. off.
2: American <laughs> disaster.
3: Mind. In mind, I feel there's a little bit of pressure given the job. I have to feel as though I feel as though I have to try and be a little bit optimistic if I can. If I'd been really accurate, if I'd been more honest with my prediction, I might have said 12 or 13th. But I thought oh, I have. I mean, I have okay. so, so <laughs> is that see? you? Is that you with the Northern Echo hat or No,
2: yeah, it's a fan it, hat. With Michael. If that, he'd been I more mean, honest well, with his but, predictions, okay. Okay. he
1: might have said Jordan Nicholson with 11 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stockport <exactly>. 16th.
2: Kevin's <laughs> envelope. You got?
4: I've got Michael prices. Oh boy. Okay. Um, I'll, it's in a different order, but champions Brackley. Not far off. Which. Do you know what? In hindsight, they are a good team. Finish third. Um, Darlow will finish. Oh dear, Michael. Fifth. <laughs> oh dear, Michael. Oh uh, dear. Top and this corner, is why I'm not a player player man. The season three for both. For both. Yeah. For both.
0: Yeah. Well, we will never know, mate. We'll never know. No, we won't. But you did pretty well on the champions' guess. Not far off yeah, there. Could pretty, still win the playoffs. Pretty so, Pretty so bad still on right yet. No. <laughs> So we're not for not for eight guesses so far. <laughs> Craig, who you got?
3: I've got you, Mr. Armstrong. All right, okay. And you've talked absolute
0: nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> You're consistent then? Absolute nonsense. <laughs> consistent.
3: No, to be fair, you've got league winners spot on, Stockport County. Uh, there you Get go. Better than well well you. Well done you. Can uh, I just say, this was in a sealed box. A they, sealed were, they were. They've it, been. Yeah, yeah. These have been kept in my kitchen well, all season.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, I. I Top scorer is Stich. I assume, surely everyone said will say Stich. I mean, probably. probably. I mean, on that day, even in the Legends game, he mm, was knocking hat trick in, I think, twenty or something. Yeah, the business. Yeah. Uh, You've said Player of the Season, Liam Hughes. Oh well, not very (laughs) close there then. Oh, not (laughs) very close there. Yeah. And uh, the final position, you said seventh. Which is typical of you fans. You see, you get all excited. We have a couple of <laughs> one decent performance in pre-season, then you think we're going to get promotion, don't you?
0: Did I think you know what. That's not what I thought. I wrote. I didn't think I was that optimistic. What did you think he's? What you think he I think I might have been on the one the podcast. I thought I'll, they'll miss the playoffs, but they'll have a good run at the end of the season or something like that. So yeah. I was, was wrong. Anyway. You had just no, watched like our tenchall
1: leather way. one in from thirty yards. To be fair, I think after that we can all pretend to be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You oh, you I just remembered I had opened my envelope All yeah. <laughs> oh, right, oh. I thought you were doing the so building Michael, up attention. I've got
0: Michael Cansfield's uh, predictions here. That's not good. Michael Cansfield was... Oh, he was close on this one. Top goal scorer, Thompson. Yeah. So, up, as up off. until up yeah. until Saturday, yeah. he was joint Join top, top goal scorer. Really? Yeah, right. Nicholson finished
1: on 11. Nicholson. Where, unfortunately, 10. he wasn't.
2: <laughs> which means you're wrong. Dash. Player of the season, Liam Hughes. If he'd Once he got into second... If he'd played... He fish, played fish, a centre-half. wrong mate. He was on. League winners,
0: Chester. Oh, the, the Angry Brothers, I thought they were going to do it. Yeah. 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 And uh, the man who was complaining about fans being too optimistic on a big rant <laughs> <laughs> at the start of the podcast thought Darlow would finish sixth. Sixth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Mike even put in two bonus suggestions. Sorry, there's, yeah. a, there's a one just next to it. No, no, no. 61st. One of Mike's bonus suggestions... Gray sacked by
2: Christmas.
4: Oh, wow! Well, now was
2: he? I can't remember. I think and it was, was, he was, he was. it was. It was. I think th- it was. the fourth October. game, yeah. yeah. We're not counting. Well, he didn't fully come through, did he? No. I...
0: But he also said he'd be Pooley manager by February. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, the pulley manager got <laughs> sacked before February. But it, by that
2: point, it just didn't look like Gray was ever going to get it. But yeah, he did.
0: He did. All right. Who well, have you got?
2: So you must sacked have. Sacked by Christmas. I've got our cameraman extraordinaire, video man.
4: This is all wrong,
2: so it's uh, it's a, it's a top goal goal scorer Stoich, uh, player of the season Stephen Thompson, which you is, might well be could very well be likely. Well be. I like your comment to Mike Price about positioning the finishing finishing fifth. <laughs> you are the same. You, <laughs> you both predicted well? fifth, and you went for the for the London but well Southern boys Brackley to win the champions. To yeah. win the champions. So
0: you guys were almost identical then, weren't you? Brackley fifth, Stace. What's the
4: chances of that? He we're copied me good. just so we're clear. I, I actually thought I'd <laughs> put Chester down, to be honest with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well, be, uh, fair enough.
0: Well, there you go. Well, I think the one thing that proves to all of the listeners, if anyone is still listening by this point in the podcast, is we that your doubt. commentary and media team know about as little as I you I think with a final
1: total of one in 20, they've all just switched off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably. We should just think before we uh, before we wrap this one up. We should have a little look forward. I think not that we're going to get into predictions or something, but there's a couple of things going on right at the moment. One of which is back in the middle of the booster budget piece, which seems to have made a good start. And I think I just think we should perhaps comment on whilst we've focused on the the stuff on the pitch this season, there's actually been really quite a lot of good stuff off the pitch. I think, and if you look at the. The sort of infrastructure around the club now—it feels to me—I don't know about you guys—feels to me like we've made some steps forward in in that place.
1: Yeah, we've got an academy now. Um, it feels like we're a lot more financially stable. I think there's none of the—you uh, know—obviously, we're still going to have a boost of budget to give to give whoever comes in next uh, a bit of a kickstart. But it—the whole. Certainly on the pitch things didn't feel as good last season, but off the pitch it, could, it felt like things were improving. We were getting our finances in order. We're a lot more stable now in that regard than we were a year ago, um, partially from transfer fees and things like that and having to reduce the budget for for one reason or another. But um, certainly I think off the pitch we've made some great strides this season. We just need to try and replicate that on the pitch next time. Absolutely that way around. Any thoughts?
4: Do you, do you know what, as much as we've had a wins tonight about various different bits obviously we're, we're looking around for a new manager at the moment and I still think we're an attractive proposition I really do um, I still think there'll be somebody out or you know a fair few people out there will look at us and think do you know what I fancy a crack at that I, I really yep. do think we're still an attractive proposition so mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm quite optimistic looking I mean you've got to be optimistic haven't you at the sort of yeah. stage of the this season you've got to look forward with positivity.
2: A relative level of opportunity <laughs> But yes I should. we should give a mention For Dave Collins is finishing his year As DFA What was his title? Slow it liaisoner. Yeah. It's a terrible yeah. abbreviation But a fantastic <laughs> amount of work That man's done Doing the cleaning up Of uh, changing rooms And the terraces
3: Alan Wilson as well On a Saturday after, after the game yeah. I mean a pair of them both um, There was there was a list of uh, Thank yous in the programme Last Saturday home, The final game of the season Various people were giving A pat on the back and for some reason, David and Alan were, were missed out. Um, and they, they're at Blackwell Meadows at home games till about seven, or eight o'clock after after matches. Absolutely, yeah. Um, doing all sorts there, and I'm sure they would appreciate. Well, if David's stepping down, I don't know if he'll carry on with, with the cleaning. I don't know, but I'm sure they could. They would. They would appreciate some help um, uh, next season because uh, to do it's a great yeah. effort that they do there, and the save ultimately saving the club money. Because if, if it wasn't them, a cleaning company would have to come in and. Obviously, it cost them money,
2: so well, exactly. It's not the uh, glamorous jobs that we all obviously get them, no. <laughs> to do yeah. having to clean up. And, and the other one we should thank is uh, not because you can't do it, your mum and the wonderful 50 50. Look, how much money did they raise? There's a big team of them, incredible. I mean,
0: yeah. My mum's like the tank commander at the front, and not she? With Margaret, like, <laughs> shooting everyone down, but there's a um, you know, Glenn, Mary, John, Bores as well involved with that, and other people as well. So Andrew, it's a big team effort. That's... Andrew as well does them awesome. on the, the program. I think it was 16,500 pounds
4: yeah. or something like that. You, Remarkable when, when, when you look at the relative. You know, comparing to attendances, it's phenomenal it how money it comes out. Seven hundred ninety-five yeah, yeah. pound
0: on Saturday. I mean, so what's that like? One thousand six
1: hundred tickets on a crowd of eleven. 1100 is it's <laughs> yeah. phenomenal stuff. and then it? all the
0: staff at Quick Retail again yeah. that, uh, like it's a load of work goes into that to, to make sure people can get tickets and shirts and equipment and things like that as well and then the Lottery again did well this year yep. uh, Ian Roberts Darlow Goal um, Sponsor of Goal is it? Or yes, something? Um, I think that's yeah Darlow
4: Sponsor of Goal, Goal yeah. Darlow Goals is the
0: Twitter yeah, handle I think bit, yeah. that's been an, another big success this year and have broadened the range of things that you can lose your money
2: on <laughs> <laughs> and the new Darlow Hotel John won Wunders- uh, <laughs> yeah. John's John's opened his B and B faulty towers all uh in, you know providing how much pat- he had it in kilograms, how much pasta he produced. <laughs> and the stats He suddenly he's got the the, the uh, GPS, fest, the GPS yeah. and suddenly we're getting loads of information. Yeah, and, and another good thing I think for this year
0: um we've actually got some stability around the place at the moment as well. And if we mm-hmm. think about six years since we've been Back we've had this. We've had the same CEO David Johnson still doing a great job, consistently and stable for a little while. Long may that continue. Chris Stockdale's been in now, I think, leading the supporters group board for a year or over a year. Yeah. I think over a year now as well. And um, you know, there's there's an inevitable stress, I imagine, comes with all of those positions as well. So to have some stability in those roles is, is magnificent. I think. Sands is in Absolutely. good stead. Like you
4: said, there is a little bit of stability around the place. Um, it feels a bit more. Organised, I think is maybe the word I'm looking for. Feels a bit more like a, a professional setup, doesn't it? Really, these days at the moment. Scary thought, but yes.
2: Um, and it, a shout out to the Whitby game that you put on. That was that was a good little. Uh, Anybody's not watched that? That's a, a stroll down memory, memory lane.
4: YouTube there But the, the other thing as well is when you go out in Blackwell um, Blackwell Meadows now and you look around the place, it actually feels a bit more like a football ground. I know some people have got their issues with the place, and fair enough. But you know, when you look at the the advertising boards around the place, you know, 12 months ago, we didn't have anywhere near that number, did we? And it just it helps make it look like an actual football ground.
0: Yeah, we've been able to make the investment in in the in club and taking Craig on into that role, and he's been busy uh, doing all sorts of uh, pursuing all sorts of avenues there. But that's that's one of those things that we sort of needed to speculate to accumulate, didn't we? And and take the plunge, and and uh, it's been it's
2: really helped, hasn't it? We're doing the shirts, aren't we? I did buy something that was the shirts. Is that actually happening? Well, the Getting our sh- names, the names on the, on the shirts. shirts that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that should be. Look forward to seeing
1: for that. When it comes I think they're up for pre-order now, aren't
2: they? Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, just round the table then quickly, uh, just before we finish off. We, we, we can't forget, can we? Who's 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 the, who's the next manager going to be, Craig? Mm. Let's let's, oh. let's let's oh no, we're not answers. doing this. Who do you want it to be, and who do you think it will be?
1: Right. <laughs> Can I just um, remind you, one out of twenty. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I want it to be Pep
3: Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to win the lottery on Saturday. I also, I also want that. But um, Jesus, oh, I mean, well,
1: it is
0: Easter, or it was just Easter. Yeah. He is, uh,
1: he is around. <laughs> I think it's a
3: bit early to be making that kind of prediction because you know
0: you're taking this too seriously, Craig. To be honest,
3: yeah. it's a bit. A, give what, us a name. Who, who will be the new Pep Guardiola manager? was taking it too but seriously. For, for mischief purposes, I'll say Alan Armstrong, because he, if he came down, I'd like to think we'd get Dan McGuire and a couple of other decent Blythe players. So, a Northern Echo campaign starts now, with Alan Armstrong for Dalton manager.
0: Good, good. Well, there you go, there you go. See if it's uh, a successful Northern Echo campaign. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Kev? Okay. Um, I don't know. Um... Like I said earlier on, I, f- I think will be an attractive proposition. I think people will be interested. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a few people at this level who have had decent seasons and you'd think might be interested. Uh, would Mark Boyer possibly be interested at Bradford Park Avenue? I don't know. Um, I, I'm definitely leaning more towards a sort of manager-type appointment. Um, you know, less of a coach, more of a manager. So that that's what I would like to say. I've no idea it's,
1: it's possibly too early, isn't it, like Craig says. Yeah, it's a difficult one. I think as we record this, we've still got a few days left for interested party to apply, but uh, I think Ben Clark from Gateshead would be a shout. He's, yeah. he's done a good job there under absolutely horrific circumstances. I mean, there's a very realistic prospect that they might not have a club at all next season. And he you know, he took over from Steve Watson, obviously inherited a bit of a legacy there that was already going quite well and and kept them in the top 10 and in touch with the playoffs until quite late on. And if he brings Ian Watson with him, then there's the ex-Darlow player box tick that apparently is a... Pooley, Pooley legend Ben <laughs> Clark is for Mark then. <laughs> yeah. For Mike, I mean, sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mike Price, make that clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you see, well, he has got them just outside the playoffs. But yeah, I think the one thing for me and probably was a big part in Tommy's downfall, is the geography of him. I think whoever the manager is, for me, they need to be on the bus when they go into all the away games as well as the home games, and if you're meeting them at the ground, And you've only got two sessions. I think, as much as I'm not a fan of what we had before, in terms of the military, you do as I tell you it. If you've only got short windows of time to train them and get a formation and and on a bus of what you can talk to them. It needs to be somebody who's, who's, a firm, who's got a decent, firm hand that can take it over. Uh, I'd quite like Alan... Well, not that... Alan well, Armstrong's a bit more of a player's player, manager, I think. I think I'd rather... I think I quite fancy Alan Armstrong, if I'm honest. He seems to be the obvious choice. He's got experience at the level. He's got them in the playoffs. He, ne- he nearly got them there last time. Their budget's low. He ticks a lot of the boxes. He's, a, he's an ex-player. It's just whatever the conversation they had last season... If they have it again, hopefully something may have changed. I don't know. Good. Well, I'm sure uh, good, good
0: suggestions. I'm sure we'll just be equally as successful with those predictions as we were with all what, the other what, predictions. I was going to say, what, 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 what you? What about you? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, okay. Honestly, I honestly don't have a name. I've got a profile I'd go for personally. I, I, I'd like us to go for someone out of the northeast who's up and coming, who maybe hasn't been at this level. I'm not. I'm, I read loads of people saying, oh, they have to manage at this level or above. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that at all. It's 11 players. It's the same pitch. I'd like somebody who's, who's potentially on the way up in their career, who can do a few years you know, with a yeah. view to potentially being having enough quality to be a football league manager. That's, See, that's so sounding you're...
1: a lot like Chris Wales to me. Yeah, That's yeah, the name I, mean, I was I going to don't know enough mention. about
0: Chris Wales, to be honest, or there's a, the other guy. Yeah, uh... It sounds
3: to me that you're throwing your whip behind David McGurk, that's what it sounds like to me. No, 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 <laughs>
0: not, I'm not. Honestly, I don't that know that's enough that's about any of them. I don't right. know enough about McGurk or Swales. Who's Chris or... Wales? Uh, Dunstan. Dunstan and just the guy. won the Northern League. Who's the other guy? Paul Furwell is it? There's another name that's Harriet getting Town, bandied, yeah. bandied about. You know, there's, there's a few, and I honestly don't know enough about them. So Who, Who's
4: alongside McGurk these days? Is Darren it Kelly? Kelly. Well, McGurk's number two that's to it.
3: Thank uh, you. Dan, yes. uh, Darren Kelly at Hyde. Yeah. Uh, McGurk was there last Friday after against Leamington home game. the whole, Last Saturday, the home game, he was in the main stand just not far away from you. Oh, okay. Back he was there. Um, he was also there the Good Friday game was it? I think yeah. it's, it's, it's fair people, to say he's interested,
4: interested. No, I, I mm. agree with you uh, Stuart I think it would be nice to have somebody from the region you know someone who knows the area and could maybe tap into a few local local resources yeah, yeah it's going to
1: be a very interesting inbox to go through on Monday I think
0: yeah, have you got access to it? <laughs> I wish. Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. I I've, I've, I've thought we were all right. I think, I think what, we
1: what we can all do is, what we can all agree on, is whoever we get next, can we just have a, a cup run? <laughs> <laughs> can we just get a manager who actually knows how to win a cup tie?
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll get Mike to hack into the server and he can do a Gavin Williamson and, uh, and leak it all, all to us. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah.
2: What would it take to win a FA Cup game? Not I'm not even sure answers. Gavin
1: Williamson could hack into the answers for that. Yeah,
0: true, true. Good. Well, gentlemen, thanks on on behalf of me for making this such a uh, a pleasurable experience through the season. We hope that everyone at home has enjoyed listening to them in the summer. Eventually, Mike Cansfield's going to edit his interview with <laughs> Kev Smith which uh, I think it seems that long ago since he did it I think he was still at a perm at that time I think (laughs) him or me oh him yeah (laughs) over the summer we'll get that out to you and we'll see what other content I mean one of the good things is we're already starting to think about how we can improve everything that we do for next season as well so thanks for all the support uh, through the season Um, listeners really strong figures again for all the radio companies which we'll perhaps put out on the Twitter feed if you've got any things that you'd like us to do during this podcast assuming that there's enough demand for us to continue doing it then please let us know You can drop us uh, a line uh, through Twitter or at dalofans at gmail.com. And the one thing to finish on, if you've enjoyed listening to the podcast this year, then please do go on to iTunes or your podcast app of choice and leave us a little review there because it makes us feel slightly warm and as if someone's listening as well. So that's (laughs) it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Craig, Kev, and the two mics as well. We'll be back next season. And enjoy uh, enjoy your summer off, everybody, and, uh, and recharge the optimism for next season.